What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar with the great Cam Murray. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. You know, Cam Murray, one of the best players in the game right now, in my opinion, the best lock in the game, and a future leader of the Rabbitohs, and maybe even Australia and New South Wales. That's how highly I rate Cam Murray. Uh, This was great. We spoke about, you know, growing up, playing rugby union, really enjoying it, but also having a passion for the Rabbitohs. We talk about the grand final. We talk about... A whole range of things. You're just going to love this. And I think you're going to be taken aback by just how humble and respectful a guy like Cam Murray is when he has the world at his feet. Every reason to be big-headed and have a big ego, and he is everything the opposite of that. Absolute legend of a bloke. Brought to you by Bloke in a Bar Beer, but also Bloke in a Bar Shorts dropping next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Next Tuesday for Bloke Club members only. So go to Bloke dot club www.bloke.club join the bloke club it's completely free no strings attached and you get early access discounts on things we'll have events there's going to be so many things we do if they sell out in that first 24 hours then they will not be available to the public so you must join the bloke club to get a fair crack at these uh, shorts guys they are they're most comfortable you can wear them around the house you can wear them down to the gym go for a run you can sleep in them you can do whatever many activities they are when i designed them i was like i just want shorts that are real simple have a real comfort factor but also can be worn in multiple different scenarios you know what blokes are like you know what blokes are like and shields as well just something comfy just something comfy um so next Tuesday, 6 p.m., be there or be square. Also, Bloke in a Bar, powered by Bloke in a Bar Beer, the beer of sport. It is the beer that gives you a sports network made for sport. So go to your local, grab a case, support the platform. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby! Just a Bloke in a Bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you, powered, powered by the beer of rugby league, Bloke in a Bar beer. Make sure to grab a case from your local. Go to our website, blokeinabar.com. We have a store located. You put in your address. You find out the closest one. You go down there. You grab it. You become a bigger, better, stronger man or woman. That's how it all works, I think. Uh, but when, we call, when we're talking about big, strong men, we've got the great Cam Murray here. What's going on, brother? Not much, bro. Great to be here. Mate. How have you been? You've got the grand final appearance. You're obviously in a sling there. You've got a reconstruction. Um, what's it been like, bro? What's it been like? Yeah, it's been a crazy year, man. Yeah, um, yeah obviously really disappointing to, uh, to finish like that. Uh, come so far, but mm. uh, pull, up, pull up short. But, you know, that's footy. That's the way it goes. Uh, I haven't been doing much lately. I've just been kind of off the grid, just like cruising around, relaxing, mm. forgotten, about, forgotten about footy a little bit and just trying to get my shoulder right. So, what Did it, like, as a kid, you're sitting there, you always, like, imagine what it would be like to be in a grand final. Did it live up to everything you expected? Yeah. I don't, so it was a hard one because, like, on one hand, I could immerse myself in the whole sort of um, spectacle of what the grand final was, but I'm a pretty, like, nervous person, so I didn't want to buy into it too much. Yep. I guess the silver lining of not being in Sydney around our fans, um, although I'd have heard really good things about how good grand final weeks is at home. Yeah. Uh, the good thing was we were sort of uh, hidden from that hype a little bit. Mm. Um, I've been off social media for a couple of weeks. I just didn't want to see anything. Smart. Didn't want to talk to anyone. Yep. I just wanted to, to get through my daily routine yeah. uh, one day at a time, one training session at a time. So, yeah, it's, um, I haven't really looked back on it too much and, I, and you know, it hasn't really sunk in yet. So, um, 
yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It'll definitely be something I look back on. I think in a in a couple of years' time, reflect mm. on it. Um, uh, you know how big a, how big of a dream it was, but um, you know, hopefully, there's bigger and better things to come. Hundred percent. And man, like it sounds funny coming from me being that like I built everything on social media, but if I'm like a coach and that, I know you can't tell your players to do certain things, but I'm I'm going into finals, especially like the business business end of like you know prelims. Um, in grand finals I'm saying that guys get just get off social media like if you can or like create a spare account that isn't following any rugby league no one knows who it is you know what I mean yeah that's uh, a good idea you know a fakey account yeah and fakey. then like only follow things that you enjoy but aren't rugby league yeah um, for sure I think Wayne's a big advocate of that too yeah. it was really good to have us to have around us obviously a lot of um, finals experience so yeah. he helped us through how to handle a little bit so don't but don't name the account um Ma'am Curry, because then we'll know it's Cam Murray. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ma'am yeah. Curry. Nah, I won't make it obvious. <laughs> uh, it's got like the the glasses with the moustache yeah, and the nose. Maybe. It's like, is that Cam Murray in a fake account? Ma'am Curry. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, walk us through the, the the build up to the grand final because a lot of people, including myself, I was like, you know, Rabbitohs. So when you lost twice uh, by 50 points, I was like one of the only people, and you can back me up on this, this is on, on, on tape, I was like if there's one coach that can get the boys up to win a grand final, it's Wayne Bennett, even though you just lost by 50. Um, so I still have belief in you. But then when Latrell went and got got suspended, I was like, fuck, I don't know if they can make the grand final without Trell. Like, he's so important to them. Um, but you proved everyone wrong. What was the build-up like going into that grand final did you feel confident? Did you feel... I mean, your defence had improved so, so much since the middle of the year. What was it like? Yeah, so um, you hit a couple of points on the head there. I think the turning point for us was um, our attitude and defence, especially from those two sort of games where we kind of fell apart a little bit. So yeah. that was definitely something we focused on and, and something that I think we did improve, um, you know, week to week, um, coming off the back of those pretty disappointing and embarrassing losses so um, you didn't play in those losses though hey? no i didn't play i was um so was clearly, clearly it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that what you tell the boys boy i didn't play i didn't play <laughs> nah, one team that's it <laughs> if it was um, me i would i'd tell yeah fucking hope i'd tell <laughs> probably why i didn't play much nrl because i was a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. what else um yeah and like you said wayne you know he's just built for that um i remember after we lost i'm not sure which one it was but um he just knows exactly what to do um he probably won't love me saying this, but um, he we went into Red Fern. It was Monday morning. Everyone was kicking stones, depressed. We got beat by 50. Mm. And Wayne put one of his favourite songs in the gym and, and walked through, started dancing, took his shirt off. <laughs> He's the master. You know? Yeah, and he just got everyone back in the good mood. It's yep. exactly what we needed. Yep. And from then on, we forgot about it and we just um, – we screwed our heads back on our shoulders and we just did what we needed to do. So, um, yeah, that was – I think – you know that that sort of period was a it was really good for us to go through it was a good turning point mm. and then leading into the grand final obviously those two losses everyone wrote us off um losing latrell everyone wrote us off mm. um and i think we used that as motivation it was probably one of the best things that could have could have um you know been released out there mm. um and we really used that we wanted to prove people wrong mm. and yeah, I think we did that. We stuck to what we knew, my confidence, and I know, and I know everyone else in my team, their confidence mm. was sky high because we'd have we'd had a few um, 
you know, tough games leading into that, especially the one in, against Penrith. Um, I think around 24 it was. Yep. Um, we lost, but that was a good little uh, rehearsal for what was to come. Mm. Uh, we knew if we stuck to our guns and did what we knew we could do, we could match it with the top teams, and that's exactly how we approached it. And, yeah, I think that's why we ran into so much success um, during the finals. Mate, Wayne's the master. I um, have a similar story with Wayne. We It was 2008. Um and I, we'd gone, had like a few losses back to back and they were really poor losses. And he pulled us all into, a, into the video session room. And this was heading into finals. And he said to everyone, look, boys, like, if you are done with the season, like if you really feel like this isn't the season that we can make a push for the premiership, you need to let me know. And we'll organise Mad Monday. We'll organise a trip away. You let, I want to be on the same page as you. So if you want to pack it in, let me know. That's totally fine. We'll do it. And obviously reverse psychology. Yeah. You got the boys all fucking arced yeah, up. No, fuck that. No, fuck that. Yeah. Um, but it was so good just to get on the same page and similar to, to you to know to come in to the changing room and just do something to lighten the mood and let all the boys know everything's okay. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, I know. He's just he's so good at it. Um, and, you know, some things like that is like a real subtle uh, message. Mm. Others um, a little bit out there like it was when he started dancing in front of us and all that. But <laughs> Were the boys whooping up oh, when he started mate, dancing? <laughs> everyone was into it. Everyone was going off their heads. It yep. was the best. Um, yeah, so he just he's just, yeah, I'm going to miss him because, you know, it still hasn't really sunk in that, you know, mm. last three years are done and, I'm yep. probably never going to get coached by Wayne again. So, mm. yeah, it's been really special uh, playing under him last three years. And and again, for people listening, there's also a negative side to that. And what I mean by is sometimes you may have a good win and you walk in and Wayne's like angry. And you're like, what? But he knows when to like make sure you don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. So like I'm not sure if that happened with you too, but yeah, like sometimes it you, did. Yeah, okay. We beat the Roosters by like it was 50 to 12 or something. We flogged them, <laughs> but it was off it because Latrell he knew Latrell was gone, oh, and really? he knew there was a few things that we did that wasn't characteristic of us. Okay, and so he was off it. Like mm. I've never uh, probably like one of the worst I've seen him after a game. Wow. So yeah, you just that's just Wayne Bennett. But he just knows the right thing to do to to manage the team's heads. You know, yeah. heads because headspace is honestly. 80% of the battle in rugby league, everyone trains as hard as each other. They really do. Like, I've been to a few different clubs and, you know, probably at the start, Bronco, there were some clubs that were a little bit ahead when it came to, like, training facilities and that. But when it comes to the actual fitness and that, most clubs train as hard as each other. Um, okay, so walk us through the... Um, so you... Did you... So the first week you, you beat Penrith in a, like, real close game. Was that the week where you just got a mountain of confidence? Where you're like, wow, we're here, we're here. Yeah, it definitely helped. Um, yeah, it's, I've probably been up there with um, one of the best feelings that I, I'd had after a game, yep. um, you know, including origin wins and stuff like that because we just knew it was so good for our confidence. We, we knew that, I guess there was that overhanging um, idea or fear that, we'd been knocked out in the prelim final the last three years. Yep. And we knew every single one of those years we'd had to play back to back. Yeah. So we knew a week off was going to be massive for us to get past that sort of uh, little <coughs> voodoo thing. Yep. So yeah, everyone was stoked. A lot of uh, confidence there and yeah, definitely helped out. Mate, it was such, it's such an important win because then you move Penrith to the other side. So Storm and Penrith had to play each other and, and Manly, although good, not on the same level as those guys this year. So the Manly game, did you did you know that you had you had enough to beat them? Convinced, like not convincingly, but were you very confident going to that game? Yeah, we were. We just we, and it wasn't too dissimilar to 
you know, all the big games we played in the finals, we just knew if we played our footy, we'd be able to get the job done. Mm. Um, we knew if we just, like I said, stuck to our brand of footy and yep. everyone had confidence in everyone, everyone just did their job. We knew we could get the job done. So, yep. you know, that's how we approached the game. And, uh, yeah, I think we did that um, anyway for the first 60 minutes, maybe first uh, last 10 might have been, you know, a little bit of a hiccup. But, um, yeah, we just – we knew we, we were able to do that and um, – yeah, that was another great feeling just um you know being able to get past that prelim and know that we had the big dance left so the big dance rolls around what's what's the feeling like that leading into it yeah to it's it, i don't know it's hard to look back on it um i just i don't remember much to be honest i yeah. just i remember i remember i got a little bit too hyped especially for, before the penrith game i knew it was a big game and i knew i think i played played it in my head a little bit too much mm. And I don't think that my energy levels, the way I played, I wasn't real happy with the way I played. And I knew that I just needed to chill out a bit. So like I, I told you before, I you know, got rid of social media, um, didn't think too much about it. I just stuck to my normal routine mm. and didn't buy into too much hype. So I just went about my normal routine and I told myself like, you know, I gave my, myself moments of telling myself, this is the last time you're going to play with some of your heroes. This is the last time you're going to be coached by the master coach. Yeah. You've got one one week left of training. Just enjoy every minute of it. Mm. And yeah, I think happiness off the field, happiness during training, definitely translates onto it. So yeah. and and you play better when you're happy. So yeah, that's all I was focused on doing, and mm. and that's what that's where my head was at leading up to the big game. And so yeah, the big dance it happens. You run out. What what's the feeling like running out Suncorp like that? Yeah, it's cool. I love running out to the Pack Suncorp. Is I, I think it's probably the best venue yeah, in, in rugby so. league when it's packed. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew that was what we were looking forward to. Yeah, it was just really special. We lined up for the anthem. All the, our reserves and people that weren't playing lined up in front of us, and yeah. we just knew that was it. It was just it was really special. Um, yeah, it was uh, definitely one of the biggest arenas I played in. Probably yeah. top three hardest games I've ever played in as well. So. Yeah, it was. Um, it's hard to look back on now because obviously a real disappointing to pull up short. But yeah. yeah, it was a great experience. What about the game? So it was like fifty-two tackles, zero miss. Were you just yeah. done? Like, were you yeah, gassed? I was gassed, especially sec you know, halfway through that second half. Mm. Um, and and I normally know when I'm feeling like that. Wayne knows he'll normally take me off, but I just knew because I hadn't gone off yet. I knew he was just going to keep me on. And I, yep. in the back of my head, I was like, fuck get me off but <laughs> but i also knew that um the the reason he was keeping me on is because he trusted me and i didn't want to let him down yeah. so i just i just did everything to push through um and yeah i just i just tried to make a difference i tried to do everything i could and yeah it was just unfortunate we were just mm. what about that when you made that line break at the end there yeah i've been running that over my head for the last three weeks just oh really I done different you know that's just I don't think like, you could have done it. there was no one there yeah look i i, I think i looked for support and I think, you know, that sort of moment there where I look for support, I probably could have done something different. But, you know, it's, yeah, could have, should have stuff. So I, you just I, never honestly, know. Honestly, there was no one there, eh? There was, that, was, that was my issue was that no one was inside you. There should have been someone yeah. pushing up. But I know what you mean, though. Like, um, there's been times when I've made, when I played, when I made breaks and you're like, should have I stepped left and yeah. gone towards the wing and there yeah. would have been maybe the winger there yeah. instead of going infield. Yeah. But, um we, we is that so did you do you remember the feeling of when you broke the line uh nah just there's no feeling it's just do your best <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah i don't know I, I look like i said i look for support um i'm not used to being in the clear that much so i don't really know what to do <laughs> yeah, so yeah. i need to work on that 
Yeah. Um, if that's going to be characteristic of my game <laughs> in the in in the in the future, but um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I can't describe it. It was just. Um, yeah, I just I just knew we we're down by two points. I just knew we just needed something. I tried my best. Um, we got Taco to try to play it fast and credit to Penrith. They scrambled well. They did yeah. well, and that's what they do well as a team. That's why they you know that's why they won. They were yeah. just they just work hard for each other. So um, yeah, it was um, such a great experience. So what did um, Wayne say to you after the game? Just boys, you did your best. Yeah, so the big thing, the big thing Wayne was driving that week, and um, he was hinting at a little bit a few weeks beforehand was he didn't want to have um, dis um, dis regret. He wanted to have disappointment if mm. we were to lose. Yeah. So it was always disappointment over regret. Regret is that you know you could have beat them, but you beat yourself. Disappointment yeah. is you got beat by a better team. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what he said, and um, I guess a silver lining for that situation is you know. Coach was proud of us. Yeah. Um, we never gave up and, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, I, most Rabbitohs fans I've spoken to have been like, mate, like they left it all out there. There's not, there wasn't a single Rabbitohs fan that's been like, you know what, they, they, they had a crack and it just, just it wasn't our night, yeah. um, which is all you can ask for. It really is all you can ask for. Um, okay, so take us back all the way back to the start. We've got to the pinnacle. But take us back to the start. Obviously born in New South Wales. Yeah. Um, played mascot Jets. Yeah. Um, Intended Newington College, completed HSC in 2015. Um, says academically, Murray performed well, achieving first rank at the college in earth and environment science with a band six, a raw mark of 91. I don't know what that means, but please <laughs> tell me what that means, bro. Oh, that was my favorite subject, earth and environmental science. I yep. loved it so much. And, um, you know, at school, it's like anything, like a job. Um, how much you enjoy your job is yeah. um, based on how good your boss is, how good your teacher is. Yeah. I had a weapon teacher. I loved him. Yep. Um, I had a good class. So I just enjoyed it. And I like science too. So yep. I gave it a crack. And and there was only one class in the whole year. Yeah. I, only, I was competing against 30 students. So it's not really, <laughs> it's not really like an no. um, achievement in itself. But yep. yeah, I'll claim it. So did you, did you enjoy school? Yeah, I did. I love Newington. I wish I went there from year seven. And no disrespect to Marcelin. I love my time at Marcelin. Bucko can probably. Oh, are you from, from there? Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. a shit school? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Battlers. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I went there year seven and eight. I went there in Newington year nine. I loved it. I loved playing rugby there. I loved the school. I loved the teachers. I love the opportunity you got. Um, I went to Tonga in year 10 for... Oh, really? Yeah, That's when sick. I was 15. We got a brother school over there. Spent two weeks over there. That was amazing. Were they big boys? Because like you were playing no, Union not then? really. Yeah, Union. They weren't massive, but really? just it's such a lesson in humility and, yeah. and in respect, you know. It's mm. just um, they get up at like 6 o'clock or yep. 5.30 or something. They make their own breakfast. Um, they sing hymns in the morning. They're mm. just so disciplined over there, so respectful. Um, yeah, so it was probably it was something that had a really big impact on me as a, as a young kid, and it was great for me to go over there. So just the stuff like that at Newington, I loved it, and obviously I lo I, I love my um, last year in year twelve as well. Obviously, I was really happy, and I look back on it now. Um, school life and rugby life, um, we um, had some success. So yeah, mm. it was a really fun year for me. Didn't you you captain your um, your Newington side, and you uh, won the GPS? Yep. The same year? Yep. Was we, that year 12? Year 12, yep. Um, was it – because, like, a lot of – not a lot, but people speak about your rugby, you know, upbringing a bit. 
was there a chance of going down rugby route or did you just enjoy the school part of it? Um, I don't know. Well, look, there, there was always a chance, but my heart was always with rugby league. Mm. I started league earlier. I've always enjoyed it. Oh, look, I, I don't know if I enjoyed it more because I had so much fun in my last year at school. Yep. Um, but I just always had in my mind, like cemented in my mind that I wanted to play for South. I wanted to play in the NRL. So. Yep. That was, um, if I got the opportunity to do that, that was always going to be my pathway. Mm. And that's what I chose. So, um, yeah, I still, I look back, I, I miss Union, I miss schoolboy footy. Um, like I said, one of the, my most favourite years, I think, year 12, just had so much fun, loved playing with the with the boys there, loved playing in the GPS comp. Um, but yeah, league always had my heart. Were you approached by any um, union sides? Yeah, I was approached by, um, I think the Waratahs offered me a contract mm. um, and it was a good contract too. So, um, but at the same time, I got one from South. So, you know, there wasn't much competition there. I was always going to go with South. Yeah, so okay. I definitely wouldn't rule it out in the future. It's something that I, you know, I'd love to look at down the line. But for now, my focus, especially after, you know, such a big couple of years getting so close, I, yeah. I definitely want to win a premiership here with South. and. Yeah see how far we can how far we can go and i definitely want to make sure that um you know with the group that i've got at south now that we we leave the that you know when i do leave the place i leave it in a better place and you know when i got there so mm. um it's such a proud club there's so many good players there so yeah. it's definitely something that's going to be pretty tough but um mm. something that i'm really focused on well when you got like yourself trell like you've got some good good young players um yeah, I, I think the future is very, very bright. I th- Reynolds is a big loss. Yeah. Like he's a big loss. Yeah, I agree. On and off the field. Yeah. You know, massive pest, but he seems to be very energetic <laughs> off yeah. the field. Yeah. Um, and you need you need players like that. And I know Cody Walker is also a pest, um, but sometimes two pests are better than one. Yeah, always. <laughs> two pests are always better than and one. And when they go to war, it's even better. Yeah. Man, you just, you can't replace that. Uh, 100%. Um, Okay, so, so it was always. So, did any other NRL clubs approach you at that age? Or, uh, or you were just nah, like, nah. I don't even think I was off contract. So, I think I was contract for the next year, mm. maybe. So, like, it, no, nah, it was just South. Okay, um, he's Matt's a South fan, so he loves hearing his shit. It's disgusting, honestly, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Um, okay, so, so what about growing up? Did, so, actually, how did you get the con- the the did you get a scholarship to go to the good school or did you? Yeah, so I tried out to go to Newington Year 7. Mm. Um, obviously, I needed to go, get a scholarship to go there. Yeah. Didn't get one Year 7. Um, oh, just for people listening, Newington, the the cost to go there is is quite substantial. So if you go there, usually your parents are well off. And there's some kids there where their parents are like crazy well off. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'm assuming your parents were okay but not that well off yeah exactly you're right so I needed a scholarship to go there just wasn't doable so I tried in year 7 didn't get one Um, so scholarship for sport did you try or so I think um, they don't give out sports scholarships you needed to get an all round scholarship Mm. Um, so there needed to be a a level of academia there as well so you sit tests to try and get in Mm. on an all round scholarship yep so I tried to do that. I don't know how I went in the test, but I mustn't have done that well. But, um, <laughs> and then I tried again in year nine and I was lucky. Um, um, I, I played a bit of Ramwick rugby as well mm. outside of um, obviously school footy. And yep. I met a few people there that went to Newington. So yep. I had like a bit of a segue in through like the um, Ramwick community. Yep. 
and I got the scholarship. I got a half scholarship and that was enough. So mm. um, so I went there in year nine um, and I love my time ever since. Yeah. I'm really, really lucky to get yeah, it's, it's in. Yeah, like schools like Newington and, um, you know, private schools that are like, there's private schools and then there's, you know, private schools that have quite substantial resources and that. If you can get to those schools far out, they um, they provide such a good ex- experience compared to all of the other schools. And don't get me wrong, there's benefits and you know, negatives for everything. But um, everyone that kind of goes to Newington, they, it, it sounds like, and, you, and co- colleges like Newington, it sounds like they have a real connection to the school. Whereas like all I remember from my school is pain and anxiety. Yeah, that's, that's what I find too, like... Um, I speak to people and like I'm so passionate about my school yeah. and I know people that went to Newington they love it too and yeah. I, I just don't really like I'm like you said I'm not rubbishing any other school yeah yeah I just don't I don't see that same passion yeah it, there's just something about it I don't know I can't describe oh, yeah. it yeah I mean my school was good good but at the same time like it, you know when like you, the first few years after you leave school it was like man I miss school so much and I'm, I'm sure you probably did as well yeah. I didn't miss school one bit I, don't, I can't remember a single day where I was like, this is great. Every day was shit. <laughs> Every day, man. Oh, my God. Had no friends. Fucking all I did was play sport and yeah. my friends didn't play sport. So oh, no. it was fucking torture. Dogs. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, but it, it, you're right, though. Like Newington and schools like that, they provide such a good foundation. And also it seems that like post-school – if you're a graduate of Newington and they're, you know, you're both successful, it seems like you guys network really well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they do. Look, I haven't really tapped into like the old boy network too much, but yep. I think that, um, yeah, I think that is a, a big benefit to, um, you know, to go into a school like that is yep. um, the networking and the connections that you get afterwards. So, yeah, um, yeah there's, um, yeah, I could go through lists of the perks of, of going to such a great school like Newington. Um, so walk us through... The, the, when you the, when you won the GPS championship, walk us through that game. Was it a close game? Yeah, that was honestly, yeah, to this day, probably, you know, one of the, you know, most enjoyable and nerve wracking games I've ever played. There's, um, there's probably some footage of it on YouTube, but we mm. were playing Riverview and the way that GPS season works is that there's no semis or grand finals. It's all based on points. Oh, really? Yeah. So you win based on how many wins versus losses you are. Yep. And back when I was playing, you played every school twice. I think now it's only once. Mm. So you can't afford to lose. That's crazy. Yeah. So every game is like you'd be wigging. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah, shitting you shitting yourself. So yeah. um so the last game was against Riverview. Riverview couldn't win it. Um us and Scots had both lost once, every other team had lost twice. Yeah. So us and Scots both needed to win. We weren't playing each other, we we're playing different teams. Wow. So we we're playing Riverview and Riverview a good side. We played in front of a home ground in Newington mm. and it was packed. It was probably as good as school footy gets. Um and there was a minute left. I think it was like 42 all. It was weird as. What? Yeah. 42 all. It was crazy. What about Riverview just trying to like upset the party? Oh, yeah. Dogs. Fun around. Let the boys win. Yeah. So there was a minute left. And one of our um, props, he's, um, he actually came over in year nine or year 10 from Tupu College, the school we've, I visited in Tonga in year oh, 10. Okay, yep. So he was on scholarship too. And he crept around the ruck and he just picked up the ball and he ran straight through the ruck under the post. And it was old boys day as well. So all the old boys on the hill ran on the field because we knew we won. The yes. whole school ran on the field. No it was way. crazy, man. It was like, it was it was up there as like one of the best feelings I've had. It was, yeah, yeah. It was so good. And yeah, we won the premiership. We were co-premiers with Scots because they won as well. Yeah. 
But yeah, it was um who who did you beat them in during the year? Or they yeah, beat we beat we beat Scots round one, a massive upset. No, everyone wrote us off. Well, then you should win it. Yeah, well, yeah, surely that's exactly. But we lost to Joey's um yeah. later on. But like you beat the team that yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand, but I just don't. What about just, points differential? Were you ahead points differential? I'm not sh- probably not. But probably not. But was, you beat them still. Yeah, I know. So I guess that you can claim that. Bloody Scots, kids, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> always always cheating those Scots bastards. I don't know, I've got no idea. I'm just saying, talking <laughs> shit. Um, no, nah, that's in like the cool thing is everyone running on field, you couldn't have that in the NRL, so you got to experience it at school. Yeah. These would have been kings for the day. For oh, the week. mate, it was unreal. We're oh, walking right. around like with a shield. Yep. Weeks later was the best. And like the whole school, because you're like all in a community together and you see each other every single day, whereas yeah. like it's not like every day, you know, again, it's it's better to win an NRL grand final, but it's not like every day you're rocking up and there's a thousand Rabbitohs fans that you're constantly engaged yeah, with. Whereas yeah, like yeah. a school, you see each other every day, you can yeah, enjoy it. hundred percent. Like you walk around and um, like people in year seven, they like, they look up to you. Yeah, it's crazy. to them almost. So it was, um, it was a weird dynamic at school because we're so young, but yep. mad experience. Um, okay, so you get signed with the Rabbitohs. Did you go straight from school into the first grade squad or did you go to uh, 20s? So I was actually played SG ball my mm year out of school because I was only 17 in my last year at school so I was still eligible to play SG ball so we played SG ball um we came up short Matt King was our coach oh yeah yeah um Keon played in that side Keon oh yeah the big fella yeah um I'm not sure if there's anyone Emre Gula from Raiders yeah he played in that side so yeah we had a we had a fun year we came up short lost in the prelim final um and then as the because the SG ball season is like very early in the year, I transitioned in the twenties. I played a few games there, and then I went to reserve grade, finished off the year there, mm. and that was yeah, it was a massive challenge for me because like I went from playing eighteen year old kids to playing men in the same year, so it was a very different to me and probably more difficult um, transition for me than from reserve grade to first grade. I think yeah, because of the men thing. Because yeah, so. Yeah, that was my progression. And then um, the next year I, I debuted against the Bronx on um, Anzac Day in 2017. Do you remember your first – so you, you didn't train with first grade that first year, but then you I got did. caught? I, okay. So I had a few like – you know how they get you in early yeah. and you do a few sessions. I did a little bit of that and that was – yeah, that yeah. was crazy for me. So that 2016 was a big year for me because mm. I just – I was – I. They were slowly starting to blood me around like the you know the big you know, top 30 players. Like Greg Inglis, Burgess. Yeah, exactly. I sat in a spot next to like Sam when I was 18. Wow. Sam and Sato and I ended up going into that locker the year later. So um, I'm so glad Burgess won the SAS or at least got the chance to show people what he's like. Don't get me wrong. I know he's made mistakes. Yeah. Um, but – People that don't know the inner sanctum, Sam Burgess is like a leader of men. Like yep. the when you talk about the elite of the elite, so and I think a lot of footy fans didn't know just how ec- elite he was. Excellent yeah. he is. Yeah. Um. So what was so so you sat next to him? Yeah. Quite and I a would, bit? Yeah, I sat next to him every. I only went in like once or twice <laughs> a week, maybe like once or twice a fortnight. Um. Sat next to him, asked him heaps of questions. I was a pretty curious kid, so mm. and he was happy to answer them. He was a really good mentor for me. And I think back now, I think, you know, a lot of the um, values I have um, in terms of like uh, mental resilience and strength and the way I approach my footy is because of my experience with him as a young kid. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't think of a better mentor in that sort of sense. And Absolutely. yeah, that was, it was so good for me. Um, I was just a little kid. I was starstruck every time I went yep. in. Mate, um, he was, fuck, he was good. 
Yeah. Fuck, he was good. Yeah. Um, and just just never took a backward step. I can't think of a single game where he catted it or, you know what I mean? Like every, not catted it, but there's a lot of the time like they might, players that are seen as tough or whatever, they'll yeah. have quiet games where they're not involved in the, the trying to dominate the opposition. I yeah. feel like every single game he was in, he was trying to dominate. Yeah. He's just one of those special players. You just, yep. yeah, you know, once well, once in a generational player. Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, he just never took a back. Imagine him in Origin. Oh, man. Imagine him in Origin. Holy moly. Okay. Um, so the next year you go full-time, what was it like getting used to the professionalism, the level, the standard of a full-time first grader? Yeah, it was, um, it was a slow transition for me. Um, I probably was a bit naive, um, took the piss a little bit, I think, um, at the start. Uh, I just didn't do what I do now. I didn't know what it took to be a professional athlete and get to the standard that I want to get to. So yep. it took me a few you know, a few games to debut and then I got dropped and then I ended up coming on the back end of the season and that's when mm. I really started to get my shit together and um, really start playing well. Mm. Um, and yeah, every year since then has been like a gradual progression and um, change in my mentality and the seriousness in which I approach my, my footy and my prep and my rehab and my, my recovery and all that stuff. And I'm just really, even now, I think I'm really starting to sort of... Um, you know delve into um you know the what it takes to you know to be at the top level so yep. um yeah it's been a real slow transition for me and i'm still learning but mm. yeah definitely early on it was i was I, I definitely think that i sort of fell into the trap of um just being there instead of competing mm. i guess and just being involved but maybe not as committed as well, i should have been like when you're younger I, I was guilty of it too you rock up and you you train as hard as you can, but once training finishes, you're kind of like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm exactly. going home now or yeah. I'm doing whatever. Whereas as you get a bit older, you realize, no, 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 it's 24 seven, you're a professional athlete. Yeah. It's not just, you don't just do what the coaches say, you do what the coaches say, plus extras, plus stretching, yep. plus little things in your game you need to work on. Yeah. Um, and so did you feel like it took you a couple of years to really realize that? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, I definitely took it for granted. It took me a couple of years to realize that. Um, you know, even maybe like a couple of years, like even a couple of years in, I probably look back now and don't think that I was as professional as I probably yep. should have been. So, um, you know, it, it probably took me, even my first year in Origin, like you only had to look at players like, like Teddy, who, um, you know, probably one or two in at the NRL right now and just uh, his professionalism around the way he approaches his recovery and what he does and the things, I guess the selfishness um, that you take as an NRL player that's nece necessary for you to perform at the top level. Yeah. So yeah, it's um I've taken little learning curves from you know a few different um, people in, in the game, but uh, yeah, I definitely don't think I I did what I needed to do. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I was the same. I I, I was thought, oh well, I'm training my ass off. Like I'm training really hard. That's all you need to do. But yeah. it wasn't until later that I realised no no, it's got to be you got to do everything yeah. everything you can. Um, what about the intensity of first grade? Do you, do you remember any sessions where you're like, holy shit, this is yeah. intense? Yeah, that, well, my first year of preseason was tough. We had, it was Madges last year at the, at the club. Yep. Training was pretty intense. Resting sessions were intense. Yep. Um, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was, you know, going to hit me that hard in the face. So <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, it was definitely a struggle for me. But um, I, I think that I prepared reasonably well for, uh, for a young kid. Um, 
and I, you know, I, I held my own in fitness and stuff like that. But there mm. were definitely some days where I was like, this, this is, Wild. yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> like, you know, I just always remember like you do crazy fitness one day and you'd rock up the next day going, oh, well, surely we're going to have a light sesh. Surely yeah, yeah, like yeah. I can't, I can barely walk. And then before you know it, you're getting towed again. Yeah, and then yeah. the next day you're getting towed again. Yeah. Um, or it's like, oh yeah, we've just got a recovery sesh tomorrow. But the recovery sesh is like 50 laps of a pool or something. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Definitely like that. Mate, torture. I'm so glad I'm past it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so you make your debut against the Broncos. Yeah. Was it, it at Suncorp? No, it was at ANZ. ANZ. How did the de- debut come about? Like, was it expected, unexpected? It was pretty unexpected. I didn't get the tub on the shoulder till captain's run. Reno had a sore groin. And if Reno pulled out, then I was in. Mm. And Reno couldn't finish the captain's run. So I just told everyone at captain's run I was playing. So... What's that feeling like? Yeah, it was yeah. I can't really remember to be honest. I think I don't know. I always backed myself as a kid. I always mm. backed myself there. I knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna play. So I, so eventually. So I didn't really, I didn't get too excited. And um, characteristic of me, I try not to get too hyped up about anything because then I start thinking too much and yep. all that type of stuff. So yeah, I just took it slow. Um, you know, made sure I did everything right, and then mm. I just turned up and I just tried to think of it as another game of footy yeah so yeah i got on i think i got on the second half <clears throat> finished the game um i don't remember much from the day i just remember i think i remember you know one of my first tackles matt gillette ran at me and i yeah. just remember hitting him with everything i got and i just like and i'd hardly even like he hardly even flinched and i was like far out <laughs> these guys are hard to tackle so yeah yeah yeah, so I just um, people took, forget. Jillo was like one of the best back rowers in the comp for a, for a substantial time. Yeah, and it was it was tough too. Yeah, it was hard to tackle, and I just yeah, that, I remember that. And then I obviously remember like the it was a bit of controversy because they won twenty five twenty four. Yeah, Milford kicked the left footy field goal, but kind of like you know whether he dropped it or not. Um, I leave everyone who remembers that game. Didn't drop it. Are you serious? <laughs> you guys, honestly, I let you guys ju- always blaming the refs, man. <laughs> I let them be the judge. Always blaming the refs. A good, solid win from the Broncos. You know what? <laughs> they were. Um, you know what? We should have won by more. We got dudded a million calls. <laughs> yeah. One of our tries got disallowed too. I don't want to say that <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely a memorable day. Memorable experience. But you said that. So you came into first grade, and then you got dropped from first grade. Were you dropped, or were you more just like the the boys came back? Um. So I played next week and we got flogged by Manly 40-0, I yep. think. Um, you know, I don't know what where Madge's head was, but obviously you get beat by that much. I think you don't need I, – I, I wouldn't say he blamed me, but I would just say that, you know, he probably needed to make some changes and, mm. you know, my head was probably closer to the chopping board. So yep. he just said, mate, go back to reserve grade, keep doing your thing, doing really well for us. Um, and – you be back here in no time and so it took me you know it took me ages it took me like 15 or oh, maybe 10 or 15 rounds to get back in but once i got in um really, i can't remember what the really first 20 game. rounds it took you like 18 oh, did rounds well, so debuted round a yeah um and then oh it says sorry apologies yeah. it says you scored your first try in round 24. oh yeah against um, the warriors i remember that against the warriors yeah, yeah. Well, walk us through the try yeah, I don't. I just went straight through. I don't. I think someone dropped. I think Renault some, or someone dropped me, mm. and I just went straight through and was on the post, and it just happened so quick. I don't. Yeah. Boys are happy for me. I was happy, and <laughs> I don't know. That's it. So when you called, got called back. Um, when you got called back into the side, we, we did you make a point of like I'm not leaving again? 
Um, or were you just kind of like I honestly don't remember like I don't even know who I played the first game back but uh, I don't know I just I'm I'm not sure I didn't I just I didn't think too much in the first couple years of my footy career I just I just that's just how I approached it and obviously now I'm getting obviously got got um, put into the leadership group halfway through this year so need to think a little bit more than (laughs) now so but back then I just didn't think too much about anything. Yeah. I just I just I just did what I always did and I just played my footy and obviously yeah. um that has its negatives and benefits as well. But mm. um I just yeah, I just played footy and played good enough to stay in there and um you know, I ended up starting uh, you know, the back end of the season at thirteen, I think. And yeah. that was pretty special for me. because um, obviously Sam had played um majority of his career at thirteen for South, so mm. Yeah, it was massive for me doing that um, and sort of, you know, blooding my way slowly into, you know, the role that I play for South now. And so 2017 is when Madge moves on yep. and Seabolt comes, Seabolt, Anthony Seabolt. Yep. Um, you finished third that year. Uh, and I guess this is where you really start playing regular first grade. Did you feel like that season, you know, you, you – not establish yourself, but like yeah. became confident that you were a first grader. Yeah, I did. And I felt good. I felt confident. I felt fit. Um, it was different for me. I was coming off the bench most of the year. Yeah. Um, come about 20 minutes in, I'd go to 13 and I'd play 60 minutes out okay. to the end of the game. It was a bit of, bit different for me. I wasn't used to it, but uh, yeah, I, I, I started getting a lot of confidence playing. Um, I started, I guess, transitioning from that kid who um, turned up to training, trying not to upset anyone mm. knowing his place to kind of really find him you know finding my role in in the team and mm. sort of trying to navigate my niche and uh you know and, and my role that i was playing so and like uh, impacting the game bringing something rather than just being a part yeah of exactly it. so i think i developed like a passing game um i think that year was pretty pivotal pivotal is that a word? Pivotal. Pivotal. <laughs> Pivotal. Hey, you know what? People listening to this podcast will be like, Denon, how dare you try and correct anyone? Because I get words wrong all the time. <laughs> Pivotal in, um, yeah, in in my in what in the role I play now. So um, yeah, and that was a great year for us, and you know, disappointing result at the end of the year too. But um, yeah, like I think that's the the year South really stamped their foot back on the competition and, mm. and said, you know. We are a top four um, team and organisation, and um, this is where we belong. And I don't think we've taken a back foot step since. So, uh, yeah, that was a um, pivotal year for me <laughs> and 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 the club. Yeah, itself. absolutely. Well, I mean, and then so you you've got uh, beaten by Roosters in the pre- prelim. Yeah. Um, but Seabs Anthony Seabold leaves and goes to the Broncos and obviously Wayne comes to the club. What that I mean, that was so dramatic. Yeah. Like that was so dramatic how that all happened. What was it like as players? Because I know initially, you know, you guys, you know, really liked Seabold and, and you thought that he was going to be a coach for a substantial time, but obviously, you know, he went to the Broncos. Yep. It would have been hard because you would have it, as a player, you you don't when you like a coach, you know, you want them to stay. Yeah, exactly. I love Seabs. And I love what he did for me in my career and I can never um, knock him for doing that. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously um, what happened happened and he left and, and Wayne ended up coming and, you know, in hindsight is probably the best thing that ever happened to to me and to a lot of boys. I know they appreciate Wayne and, and what he's done and um, really look up to him and the person yeah. he is and he's definitely improved 
South Sydney as a whole, but I think individually, like so, like people in our team, like they've improved um, more off the field than anything. Just mm. like in terms of um, his life lessons and and you know sometimes he just like he goes off on tangents and yep. talks about life and buying houses and kids and stuff like that mm. in the middle of a you know team meeting. But um, just you know those moments where um, you sit down and listen to him, he's got so much wisdom. Yeah, and I think we you know. Uh, we learn so much from 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 those talks so yeah there's a yeah there's a million little one-liners that wayne says that yeah. that, that has improved me as a, as a person i'm just so grateful for the last three years um do you remember your first interaction with wayne or anything like yeah, that or one well, of them? We, we got him up into like the um there's like a little function room um in at redford oval mm. he introduced himself up there um I think we're on a pretty lean sort of um, fitness regime and he walked up and he said, you blokes look more like AFL players and rugby league players. Oh, really? He said something about that. Um, but he just said he's... Um, so as in your your fitness was very, like a lot of running rather than yeah, footy I guess orientated? Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 it was. There, was, there still was some like footy yeah. in, in and around that stuff, but I don't know why he said that. And was, I guess it was just a first impression. Yeah. But um, I just remember him saying that. I remember him saying he's really pleased to be here. He said um, he loves... He loves um foundational clubs he loves the history that's been at this club mm. and he can't wait to be a part of it um and i resonated really well with what he said i was really looking forward to to him coaching me but obviously having someone like wayne bennett i, I wanted to prove myself as well and i remember yeah. him saying that he said um i'm not going to do much i'm not going to change anything i'm not going to have much input i'm just going to watch you for you know one or two months mm. and i think that was his way of weeding out the people that he liked and the people that I guess he didn't really necessarily like. And yep. that was kind of like a rehearsal period for every player there to earn his trust. Yep. So um, I remember being really excited, but very nervous because I wanted to make sure 100%. that. You, know, and you don't know how he feels. No, nah, you don't. He gives you nothing. Yeah, you don't. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was really special. Um, him coming there and then obviously had to, everyone had to get their shit together to make sure that they impressed the master coach. 100%. Um, so that year, you earned representative honours. Uh, you were selected for New South Wales by coach Brad Fittler, played in all three matches, um, coming off the bench. Bench, yeah. Correct? Uh, do you remember getting the call-up? I think I predicted that you would get the call-up. Um, you, did you feel like you were ready? or Not ready because you played really well, but did you feel like it was something that was a surprise, not a surprise? Um, I guess I knew, I knew I could do the job if I... Well, I didn't know, but I just, I just knew I wanted to be there. Obviously, Absolutely. been there. I wanted to be in yeah. Origin Arena since you were a kid. So, and you're confident in your ability. Like, if you play well, you'll do the job. Yeah, yeah. And I was, um, I was happy with my form at the start of 2019. I still think it's some of the best footy I've played. Um, so I knew that I'd done enough to get their attention. Mm. Um, but I didn't get my hopes up. I just said, you know, it is what it is. If, yeah. if I get the call, I get the call. If I don't, I don't. I don't want to get too caught up on it mm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I was. Just, I'd, I'd, I think I relaxed so much about it. I slept in when I got the call. I missed the call from Freddie. Oh, really? I called him back and he said, mate, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. He said, all right, we'll send you through the details. And yeah. you know, it was a pretty brief chat. But um, yeah, it was pretty special for me. And obviously learned a lot that year. Mm. Um, playing rep footy, playing with different NRL players. I'd only played with South players before. Yeah. And all that type of stuff. It was a good little learning curve and um, obviously awesome. We won the series. It's um, such a great achievement winning an Origin Series. So, And 
Do you remember, you know, the f- running on with that sky blue jersey or the first time you put it on? What was that feeling like? Yeah, we ran out at Suncorp. <clears throat> that's why I said Suncorp because that's probably up there, um, one of the best arenas I've run out to. Yep. They turn the lights off. They got yeah. lights flashing, fireworks, sick crowd screaming, yep. booing, booing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that was that was incredible. Yeah, that was so special. Um, I I do remember that. Um, I remember sitting on the bench, being a little bit nervous, but. Um, I was really excited to get on there and yeah yeah we lost that game um but I still think I'd, I I was still proud of how I played and yeah. I still think that I still thought that I'd done enough to be there the next week and mm. so I was really looking forward to the next week uh the next sort of origin game if I did get picked to make sure that we could come back from it and, and we did so yeah yeah it was um crazy mate um yeah, you had a great debut off the bench great debut and then obviously um to, that was when Teddy scored to win it? Yeah. And so you were actually the man, took the ball to the line to pass to Pierce, to pass to him. What were you thinking in that moment? Like, cause I like, was just gassed. Yeah, because I always think like you're a young, you're in your th- third origin game. Usually you probably just take the tackle. Yeah. Were you just thinking, oh. I'm, I was gassed. I was so <laughs> gassed. But I knew that like, because like, Boyd, Boyd Cordner took the carry beforehand. He laid the, like, the scrum line. Yeah. And I knew we had like our little forward shape to get the ball out the back. I knew there was like 40 seconds to go. Mm. So I knew we had to do something. I knew I couldn't have just taken it up, got yep. tackled. I knew I needed to do something. So I called the shape. Um, I think we we're missing like a, we we're missing one of the props there. So I just like, I went to pass it and no one was there. So I took another few steps forward and then I saw Piercy. So I just threw it to Piercy. Yeah. And then um, Junior like threw it to Tommy, I think, and yeah, yeah the rest and, is history. And the great Fergie, Fergie tiptoes yeah, down, and then I just like potted my way as fast as I could because yeah. I was gassed to the huddle and just yeah, yeah it was crazy. Scenes. Did you like? I mean, obviously, you, you dream of these things. But as a young kid, like to think that you're in this moment of like this famous moment of Teddy winning it on the buzzer, yeah, and you get to experience it. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Like, I just got to play with so many good players, even this year. Like the team we had this year, and obviously, every Origin team mm. is so talented but oh team issue was wow crazy but yeah even then like it's just it's just such a pleasure to play with Mm. with um with players of that caliber it definitely improves you as a player so i'm always better for it after an origin series and you also named dalliam lock of the year uh, at the ceremony what was did did you i guess you did you expect it or was it surprise or um I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like I, I was going up against Tal Malolo and I, and um, he had a pretty special year that year. And, you know, the way they used to do it is like they put the points up after every round and he yeah. was always in the top 10. I was thinking sh- like no, ch- no chance I'm getting this. Yeah. And he was in the top 10 after round 24. I wasn't nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I haven't got it. And then I ended up getting three points in the last game and I don't think he got any. And I just overtook him in no the last way. game. So like, it was pretty unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, but it was definitely a, it was it was a great honor for me. Yeah. Um, and it topped off such a, um, such a like, just a, such a magical year for me um, of just playing, uh, you know, the, the footy that I played, the people I played with. It was, yeah, yeah it was a crazy year. Pretty crazy, like to, to pip, Jason Tamalolo, like he's yeah. one of the greatest forwards in the history of the game. Period. Yeah, and you just people. That's crazy. Um, did you have to go up and do a speech or anything? No, no. Only the person that wins a big one does the speech. Okay, we well, like. Thank God. I just shook. I just shook hands, smiled. Who, who gave it to you? Uh, I don't know. Can't remember. Can't remember. I think it might have just been like 
Oh, I can't remember. I remember Brandy was up there. I think yeah. he might have. Maybe he gave it to me. I'm yeah. not sure. Man, lock of the year. How good. Um, you also win the player's player for, for the Rabbitohs. Um, and then you get selected the Australian side of the Oceania, Oceania Cup. You made your test debut against Tonga. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, that was another great. <laughs> There's so many good games that year. But, yeah. Um, what a year. That was crazy. Yeah, it was in Auckland. Yeah. 90. 9% Tongan fans in the stadium, loud as, just singing non-stop throughout yep. the game. I felt like I was overseas in like a football match in like the Premier League or something like that. That's how crazy it was. It was deafening, but it was obviously tough result for us. Um, not the best <laughs> debut, uh, I think, for me personally. And then obviously we lost the game, but um, yeah, great experience again. And yeah. Even even up to that point, rugby league had already given me so much. I was just so grateful to be there. It was incredible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, like yes, obviously as an Aussie as well, Devo that we lost, but at the same time, so good for Tonga to see yeah. that, like just that spectacle. That was cr like, yeah, they're on another level. Their, their fans, they're on. A, it's crazy how much how passionate they are. Yeah, um, I can't wait for international footy to come back. Yeah, um, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, over that year, two thousand twenty rolls around. Um, and you're moved from 13 to second row, and yeah. I didn't like this. I was like, man, I think I think Murray's 13. What was the the chat like um, with Wayne? Was it a size thing? You wanted more size? What was it? Um, I think Wayne just pulled me aside and said, "Mate, I trust you as a player, uh, and I think you can play 12 for us." We were a bit short on back rowers that year. Yeah. So. I think I w I think he just thought I was the be next best fit. Mm, yeah, because you, um, you did you absolutely did a job. I just like you better at, at thirteen. Yeah. do you enjoy thirteen more? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I love I like the middle is. I think I'm just way better suited for the middle. Like, mm. um, I do enjoy second row too, and you do get a little bit more freedom. Um, it's a, you play a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know if that. Um, I don't know if that really worked out for us and mm. obviously he moved he moved me back there um yep. into the middle halfway through the season because um you know we had a pretty abysmal start to the season that year uh, we s slowly started to find our strides uh towards the back end of that year but to yeah. be fair like you were still developing Keon, still yep. Jaden sewer had just come to the club yeah so it bought you some time for them to develop as players yeah i guess so yeah and um yeah obviously I just I I know Wayne Wayne asked me to and I'll do anything Wayne tells me to do so mm. and I was just happy to play wherever in the first grade side yeah. and I always, and I've always been like that it's always just an honor for me to put that red and green jersey on and represent yeah. our community so I just and and I back myself too like I played a lot of second row like in the whole 2016 year in reserve grade I was a back row I didn't oh, play really? lock yeah so okay. So I had a bit of experience there, maybe not so much in first grade, and I did my best, but I just don't think the dynamics worked as well as it could have. And I think having such a, a big year in 2019 in the middle, I think the players around us had adapted to me playing in the middle, and yeah. I'd got a lot, lot better at talking, communicating, and organising that middle. So um, I feel like when I went, um, a lot of communication and organisation went from the middle too. Mm. Um, and I'm not rubbishing anyone anyone else it's in our side. It's just familiarity, like yeah. just being familiar with knowing like, oh, he's going to be on my right, he's going to yeah. be on my left. It's not really – you can sometimes have the best player ever 
in a position, but if they're not familiar with the players around him, it just doesn't click. It takes too long to find that. Click. Yeah, exactly. And and you play to your strengths too. And the and the players that were in that middle, their strengths are you know typical front row strengths: running hard, tackling hard, mm. just being and and being a workhorse. Yeah. And I complimented them in 2019, and they complimented me, and we played best our best footy when it was like that. So yeah. I just think that we never really adapted enough or as well as we needed to without me being in the middle. Yeah. So I guess that's why he moved me back there and, and lucky he did because I think it just worked a lot better for us and yeah. I felt a lot more comfortable finishing the year off in the middle. Yeah, oh, no, almost. Um, mate, looks um, yeah, much better. So uh, 2020, then you get uh, obviously you guys prelim again, get knocked out. Were you starting to get like a bit like, oh shit, we're getting knocked out in prelims constantly? Uh, not really. Like every year's, every year had been different. The year before, um, I think we had a really good chance and we just – we blew it mm. this year we were just like we were like towards the end we were like i just felt oh sorry not this year 2020 um we had a lot of injuries we had a lot of um adversity we faced and um i just don't i, I don't think we we're in the best stead um leading into that prelim and i don't yep. think anyone actually thought we we're going to get there in the first place mm. but typical of the way that we play and um our sort of brand of foot is um and something that i think we're really proud of is uh we just we we play our best and we leave everything out on the field yeah. we never give up <clears throat> so that was characteristics of of that of that year and and of that um prelim final as mm. well so yeah it was um it was definitely a year of a lot of learning and uh yeah it was um we were better for it this year i think mm. And what, what's it like, you know, being a 13 with the rule changes that was that happened that year too with everything with the pandemic as well? What what was it? Did the, is the game really way faster? Like what's it like in the middle? It was, um, yeah, it, it does get fast. Mm. I think uh, it, I think the rules, um, especially this year, maybe a little bit last year, really exposed um, the um, defence of a lot of teams. You need good defence mm. and you need to um, know how to work together to uh, make sure that you're a sound sort of defensive unit. Mm. And that's, I guess that's what we really sort of realised after those two games we got flogged by this year. Yep. And that's what we really focus on. And that's where we probably, on the back of that, that's where we run into most of our joy. So, yep. uh, yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't really have too much opinion on the new rules. Like, um, I focus and think about the stuff that I need to mm. think about and that's it. I can't really control what's it happening. It is what it is. Kind yeah, of it is what it is. And it's a it's the same playing field everyone's doing the same thing yeah refereeing the same way so mm. you just got to adapt and do your best yeah um so yeah i do remember in 2020 it was a very hard transition for me i felt uh, I, I felt like it was real. it was a really tough year for me i didn't feel i don't know if i wasn't as fit or my energy levels or i was hung over a little bit from the last year mm. and all the hype around what happened there or I didn't give myself enough break or it was the rule changes. But um, yeah, 2020 was a really tough year for me in terms of like conditioning, like conditioning wise, I felt really just hammered on the field the whole yeah. time. So I don't know if that's a rule changes and I don't know if um, this year is, I'm just better because I've got a year under my belt or whatever. Mm. But yeah, like you said, it just is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so at the end of the year, you suffer a hamstring injury in like, yeah, the first pretty much like the first few minutes of yeah. Origin. Were you was that devastating? Like to finish the year, like a frustrating year. Yeah, like that? it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was the first run um, of my of Origin. So it was bad. It was like grade three. 
Yeah, it was like I'm not sure. It was like the it was a it was like there's two hamstring muscles, and so the one Latrell tore against Parramatta that mm. year. Like he did the big one, I did the small one. He okay. so mine was non-surgical, his was surgical. Okay, um, or needed surgery. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't. It was all right. Look, I just I I kind of looked at it through like a um. I looked at it in a way that um, when your body needs a rest. Um, and you're not giving it a rest it forces you to rest okay so i kind of took the good in it although i was missing an origin series although it was killing me watching the boys lose from home mm. um selfishly from from my point of view i just felt like my body did need a rest and that's yeah. the way it sort of um that's the way it told me that it needed a rest so yeah, yeah i think um it was just, yeah, I just, I gave myself the rest that I needed and um, I definitely think that it helped me this year. So yeah, it was devastating, a bit scary when it happened, but um, yeah, that's footy. And mm. apart from missing the Origin Series, it was a good time to do it because it led straight into the off season. So it made me, made me stay off my feet as much as I needed to. And yep. then it obviously made me um, rest leading into uh, what was this year. And so this year, when did you do your shoulder? Was it a, a accumulation yeah. or? Yeah, it was. A, it was. Uh, it was an. It's like an accumulation overuse kind of thing. Like I got it done in twenty eighteen. Um, a little less serious than this. Um, the surgery was just like keyhole, uh, and just from there, I never really recovered. I had a bit of a hiccup during my rehab process, and I like. Can't, I'm not sure if that. Um, you know, was a factor in it not healing like it should have, but. Yep. Um, I've had problems with it since then, on and off. Um, I've I've had a few minor like subluck, um, subluck it yep. um, a little bit, um, a few times. Um, so and painful. yeah, I just got so a, painful when it's subluck. Yeah, just your whole arm goes numb. Yep. So, so I just um, yeah, I got, I got a scan uh, towards the end of this season, and it just got confirmed that I just need I need to get this procedure done. And I just um, got through the last couple of games, and then yeah, got it done pretty soon after. And, yeah, trying to look after it as best I can now. Was I it giving I, you trouble at the end of the year at all? No, it actually felt really good at the end of the year. It was giving me more trouble at the start of the year. Really? And at the start of last year as well. Mm. I don't know if my body just wasn't used to the contact or I just didn't have it as strong as I needed it to get yep. through my rehab. But yeah, it was it was a weird one. But, you know, hopefully this has fixed it. Yeah, I mean, I went, yeah, it should, you should be sweet. My, I never Once I got my full shoulder reconstruction, I never had an issue with it. Yeah, again. well, I've heard a lot of people say that, so yeah. you know, I'm hoping for the best. You rehab it so well, and you, it'll be even better now. Like yeah, I, you'll, yeah. probably, you'll probably be stronger, honestly. Yeah. Um, so this year, you round eight, fuck, grade two, a syndesmosis injury out oh, for yeah. four weeks. Yeah. Um, what was, yeah, I mean, was that frustrating? Just yeah, that was frustrating. Hit? That was one that I wasn't really used to. I don't like. I'm not very injury prone, and so mm. I don't have many like in-season injuries. Yeah. So that was a you know a bit difficult for me to take. Um, and then obviously like it's the worst um, watching, let alone watching your side get flogged like yeah. it did in the two games that I wasn't there. So yeah, it was really really hard. Um, but I guess the silver lining to that again was um, it made me more serious about my rehab. And it made me just want to get back sooner. So I just did everything I, I needed to do to get back. And, you know, luckily it, it healed really well. I've got some good rehab staff at the club. So, mm. um, yeah, I was able to get back um, pretty quick, pretty quickly. So I was mm. happy with that. And so, yeah, the Origin Series this year is obviously when at 2-1 and you get, um, 
You play on the edge though, but yeah. were you? Did Fitler give you a job to do? You obviously got Fafita there, or was it just like you know? No, he's pretty, yeah, he was pretty relaxed about it. He put me there, and again, he said he said he trusts me. Mm. Um, and I think he's seen me play like I played a bit of center towards the back end of 2020 because yeah. um, Wayne put me there because we were a bit short mm. I played a bit of back row and I think Freddie knew that I had that versatility about me mm. and he just said like I think the way that you fit into this team best is obviously playing back row and and so I was put on that edge and I and obviously like um been there a little bit so I backed myself there I knew I was coming up against David Fafita and I knew that um he was the X factor for them. So I knew I needed to um, do a job on him and do as best as I could on him to yep. negate his obvious, his attacking threats and, and what he does, which is like hard job because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like the hardest person to tackle ever. Yeah. So yeah, so the, I focused on that a little bit, um, did a little bit of um, uh, research about that. And uh, yeah, I just, we, we trained as best we could as a, as a right edge. And obviously, you know, I had Cleary, Turbo and Fox I think far out so like crazy crazy I was playing with you know the best players in their positions yeah. um in the league so like it was I was pinching myself just doing that and I just I just didn't want to let anyone down I didn't want to let Freddie down I didn't want to let my edge down so I just did everything I, I I knew I needed to do to to get the job done and yeah I was uh yeah well obviously the, the results um were where we wanted it to be so it was um what was it like seeing like Trill and uh, Tommy and that just yeah. tear it apart in that know, game man. one. I'm, just, I'm still in awe about it. Is they're just when you get to play with players like that, it's just it's a dream come true, you know. Mm. And to see Teddy and and Turbo and and Trell just do their thing, backing themselves and just like doing what they've done, it's just so special. I know that I'll you know be able to look back one day and just you know yeah. be proud that I was alongside those type of players. Is there um is there anything like specifically that you do like when you're marking a guy like Fafita, is there anything specific that you try to do to shut him down, or is it more just like stay in the game for eight every single minute, be concentrate, make sure that every single tackle is because like a lot of the time when you miss tackle, it's due to your you're stepping out of the game, you're not yeah. staying focused. What is there anything specific you do? Yeah, well, you just can you can never switch off in Origin. Mm. Um, we play like a real high effort area kind of like style of footy. Mm. Uh, so that kind of suited me a little bit. Um, I think that uh, I guess that's kind of one of my flags and one of the things that I try to focus on every week. Mm. So that suited me. Um, I knew he had a big left foot step, so um, I was wary of that. And I knew that um, he breaks tackles when you try to tackle him up high. So yep. I don't think I tried to tackle him up high once. Yeah, okay. So he's so thick downstairs though. Yeah, so I know like, he is too. But you yeah. just—that's the best way to tackle him. Absolutely. Otherwise, you just like throws you off like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just there, and I didn't think overthink it too much. I focused mainly on me. But if mm. I was thinking any like about the opposition, mm. um, it was probably mainly about him and um, especially in defence, what 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 I needed to do to stop him. Yep. No, it was um, it was a yeah great performance on the edge there. So you win the series by a record margin. What what was the the chat like after that second game? Yeah, that was yeah, it was incredible. It was just it was so good. Uh, yeah, it was I don't know. It was just like just winning at Origin. It's just um, it's hard to describe like the like that locker room feeling. And yep. obviously you you'll know what it is. But it's just there's not many things in life better than knowing that you've just. You've all done your job. You all did what you trained to do, and we ju and we got the job done together. It's just it's so satisfying, and just it's 
um, yeah, it's just really special to share those types of moments with, um, with um, you know, your Blues brothers. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and so going into this year, what's the, will you be good for round one or will you still be recovering? Um, I think it's like a four to six month recovery. So I think there's potential I might miss the first couple of rounds, but it obviously depended on how well I progress through yep. the rehab process. That'd be annoying if you don't yeah. start the season. Yeah. What's it like, you know, Wayne moved on, Benji obviously retiring, uh, Dimitri is now the coach. Are you excited to, to do the first year with Dimitri? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, there's, 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 um, there's, 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 there's staff that come to, you know, new staff that come to the club and mm. you know their, fir- their, you know, head coach material when they come. And mm. I knew Seeds was like that when he, yep. when the way he was presenting, the way his, his engagement, um, his due diligence and all that type of stuff. And then, yep. I just knew that about JD as well. So I'm really excited to see uh, how he handles it. I'm really excited to um, compliment. Um, we'll try my best to compliment the way that he um, approaches uh, coaching. And, and I think he's going to do a really good job. He's got the respect of every single one of our players. And, and I know um, everyone's looking forward to a big season, um, especially coming up short. You, we'll use that as motivation to make sure that uh, we do everything we can to get back into that grand final next year. So it's going to be a, I, I know it's going to be a long process and I, and I know it's going to be, um, you know, um, pretty intense preseason, but uh, you know, it is what it is. And I'm really looking forward to see what we can do this year. And who is a bigger pest? Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds? Um, I don't know. They, they're different. Different kind of pests. Different kind of pests. <laughs> like, like Cody will come and pinch your leg. Oh, your fuck. Pull That's your, bad. Pull your hair out or something. Do oh, something my like that. God. Renner will just walk around screaming and like singing and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Equally. Probably Cody Walker because it's more annoying. Physically hurting you. Yeah. Yeah. Renner's just, a little, Renner's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the this this what's like what's the end like because you're in a, you're in a really good spot in your career where you know you've got options and you know you you have the power to really affect a club and also you've got the power to like just begin a legacy or whatever is is an end goal to be a captain of the the club if you could or is that something that if it comes it comes if it doesn't come it doesn't come yeah i think um what you said at the end there if it comes it comes i'm not really like fo- like it's not i don't want to seem um disrespectful or anything towards captains or anyone or any aspiring captain mm. but it's not one of my goals to be captain mm. one, of, one of my goals is to, to be successful collectively as a group yeah and i'll leave that decision in the hands of the coaching staff and the people who know best mm. and if it comes i'll grab it with both hands and i'll be the best captain i can be if it doesn't then um i've got confidence in any one of our leaders in our in in our group that they can do the job and i'll make sure that i'm doing everything i can to compliment their their leadership as captain but my my goal is just to be successful as a club i just want to win footy games i want to win a premiership so Mm. um yeah that's my response to like you know if i want to be captain like of course i'll grab it with both hands i'll treat it with respect and uh, i'll do everything i'll need to do to be a captain but um my focus is just to you know make sure i'm doing everything like just it's just like a process driven sort of mindset and my focus is right now is just to get my shoulder right Mm. make sure i'm doing the conditioning that i can do while i'm in a sling and then progressively just building from there into um 
you know, into a form of me that's a, that's um, mentally and physically strong enough to perform at the level that I know I can perform at and th know that I need to perform at um, to, you know, to complement um, the players around me and to, uh, you know, to um, to be a integral part of uh, what we're doing at South. So, yeah, really looking forward to, to another big year, hopefully. And uh, got any hobbies outside of footy? I struggle with this question, man. I don't really have that much hobbies. I like I like reading books. I'm a bit what of a book, nerd. What books you reading? I'm reading like this like farming book at the moment. Yeah. I'm really into agriculture for some reason at the yep. moment. It's called Call of the Reed Wobbler. Okay. And what and it's is, weird it, as. is it fictional or is it No, it's like a A guide? Memoir maybe? A About guide. a dude that was like a farmer. So it's a guy who's a farmer and it's like he's a regenerative agriculture. Like he does regenerative agriculture and he talks about like um, ecological. So regener regenerative agriculture, agriculture is essentially like an ecosystem is being damaged yep. and you're trying to bring it back yeah, to exactly. its good state. So it's like industrial sort of farming versus like regenerative agriculture or, yep. or biodiversity and organic sort of farming mm. i don't i'm not an expert on it by all means but i'm reading up about it a little bit now yeah. um yeah i don't know if why i'm interested in agriculture at the moment but um so, yeah is, just it, is it a biography or is it him talking it's about him the ways that they can help yeah, the earth that yeah. okay um what well, else i don't even know what else i've like i like i like catching up with friends every now and then i like the beach What's what's something that um, a lot of people would be surprised that you enjoy? Um, oh, it's a hard Whether question. it's like something that you watch on YouTube or music that you kind oh, of yeah, like. Yeah, I like I like my I like gangster rap before I like <laughs> before I um like li like on the bus. I've, I got my own little routines. I like yep. gangster rap like on the bus leading to a stadium, especially the big games. Yep, get me really. What's your go to? Who's your go to artist? Um, anything Drake. I like Twenty One Savage. I don't mind like the Aussie drill rappers. Yeah, one for on that. Yeah. Hooligan Hefs. Um, what else? Yeah. Any are you are you like NBA oh, young boy? Pop smoke. Pop smoke. Pop smoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. It's not like I don't have the best repertoire of like gangster rappers <laughs> on my Spotify, but um, fair bit there. Gangster rap, man. That's it. I'm Wrong. a bit. Of, I'm. A, I'm everyone. Like everyone. A, a different situations, different yep. different music. Yep. Different vibes. I are like, you a coffee man? A bloke that just like likes, likes to go to coffees? Yeah, I love love sit down have breakfast, have a coffee. I'm not a, I'm not a connoisseur at all. Like yeah. I don't I'll, I'll drink any coffee, but I love sitting right. down. You know what's crazy is like when I was coming through, like you're like, oh, let's go for coffee. You'd be like, what? Oh, really? Serious, bro? That's changed. Now it's like that's all. Coffees is everything in rugby league. If your yeah. team isn't going coffees, nah. you're not a team. Yeah, I know. It's like people do coffee runs every morning. That's what we're doing up there. People 100%. go into the local cafe, coffee runs for the team room. Absolutely. It's always like finish training. Oh, let's go for coffee. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When we were coming through, wasn't, I don't know. We just didn't. Yeah. We just sat around and put shit in each other, really. <laughs> That's all we did. Just fucking bagged yeah. each other. I don't know. I like, I just like sitting down. Like, I do, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and like, I think professional sports turns you in a bit of perfectionist, mm. a little bit like my, maybe some minor OCD. I don't like, I don't really like the idea of like playing 18 holes um, of golf. Like I feel like I like, I'll do my back or something or like yeah. I'll be tired for training the next day. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. like, and like no shit to anyone that does that. Yeah. Like I'm sure you, I'm sure it works for you, but it's just wouldn't work for me. I'm yeah. more of like, I work hard at training, but I'm the laziest person ever. When oh it's yeah. I don't want to bloody go out and be hitting golf balls after I've just been towed up. But yeah. some people love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, some people do. Some people are sick for I'm it. I'm a sloth, bro. Yeah. After I finish training, I'm lying down. Yeah, oh, but I all, I still have little OCD things. Like even I went for a jog this morning. It was probably the slowest jog in the history of mankind. <laughs> Fuck, man, so overweight. But um, even like little things, like if I make a decision of like that's the finish line, yeah, I've got to run all the way through it. Yeah, because in my head. When we trained all the time, if you jog, like slowed right down, the coach would rip you. Yeah. Be like, you fucking lazy fucker. No, that's like that's like the number one like no, don't do it. Don't yeah. stop before the line. Don't stop before the line. Don't Holy touch shit! The poles, all that stuff. Yeah, that's another thing. Like every time I go for a walk with the missus, even now, initially she didn't do it, but she would like cut corners. Yeah. Like across the grass, across the, the grass, the strip, yeah. and I'll be like, "Fuck no, go yeah. all the way to the end," and exactly. that all from footy because like there's always like yeah. getting in trouble, like. Yeah, if you even cut a corner, everyone's doing extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, favourite rapper of all time? Oh, I don't know. I go through phases. I used to love Eminem when I was young. Mm. I love Drake now. Drizzy. Drizzy, Do you yeah. like his new album? Yeah, I like it. Oh, yep. I like, yeah, I like most of the songs in it. Yeah. Yep. It's all right. Yeah, what, do you like it? No. it it's solid. It's, it's easy listening. Yeah. It's not as good as some of his old stuff, but how can you – you can't expect him to like – like it's like Eminem, like he's only competing against himself. Yeah, like if yeah. if Drake put out that album, if someone not named Drake put out that album, you'd be like, this is hectic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. because he's got so many classics. Yeah, yeah. Um, what yeah. do you listen? What's that? Is Drake your go-to or what? Mm, what my go-to, man. I listen to pretty weird stuff. Like yeah. very like like there's a band called Magic Jordan, very R and B-ish, very un- underground. Like then yeah, I right. might listen to like kind of like alternative acoustic sometimes. Yeah, okay. Um, the weekend. I um, don't like country. You don't like country. Not a country guy. Like for example, this this morning I was listening to Jewel. You were meant for me. Yeah. What's you know that? the song Jewel. You were meant for me. I don't know. I might. Uh, we'll put it up. <laughs> this. You'll know it as soon as it comes on. Trust me. We'll put it up to the speakers. Oh come on. Oh this. This is country, but I don't usually like. You know this song, don't you? No. Do you know this song? This is Fast Your Generation. Wow. The people listening will know. Yeah. It's a classic. That's a, that's a banger. Yeah. I don't know. I have to, Spotify, I have to Shazam that or something. Mate, it's a great song. Jewel, you went for me. It's a classic. It must be Past Your Generation. Yeah, maybe. Because you're 23. Yeah. What are you? 22. Why do you act like you're 16? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it must be Past Your Generation. Uh, favorite movie of all time? I remember you asked me this last yeah, time. Yeah, last time. You don't want to change your changed. answer. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't changed. Uh. Bro, trust me, the podcast was way smaller back then. There's going to be like yeah. heaps more people listen to it now. All right. Oh, it puts me under the pump even more. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love Django. Django on Chain's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like recent movies. I haven't watched many like new movies. I can't wait till out. Dune comes out in the cinemas. I'm keen as Dune. for that. Dune. Is that the one where the guy, nah, is it, what's his name? Sh- uh, Sh- yeah, Sh- yeah, that's Shia LaBeouf oh. or whatever. Was not, not Shia LaBeouf, but. Um, Alec Baldwin? Nah, not Alec not Baldwin. Not that one. The guy, Alec Baldwin, that shot the. Oh, no, nah, not that. That's Rust. That's oh, called Rust. Rust. Yeah, Rust, yeah. Rust. But that's, that won't be out for a while. There's a movie called Dune, and there's, there's the main guy is like a young. Oh, fuck. I can't believe I've forgotten his name, but he's also in a movie called The King. Yeah. Um, I'll get his name up now, but he's a gun. Yeah. Um, the King on Netflix is mad. You should try that. The King, yeah. If you like those old school movies. Yeah. Um, I like a bit of everything. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. He's like the next heartthrob in, in Hollywood. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I'll make sure I watch it then. Yeah, the, the King's good. Um, yeah. I want to watch the the last duel. It's got the Matt Damon, duel. Ben Affleck. Oh, I love good. Um, I'm, a, I'm a like a like I like watching movies with the actors that I like in it. Like I'm, a, I love Denzel Washington. He's a gun. Yeah, love. He's Denzel. the goat in my opinion. Yeah. Greatest actor of all time. Yeah, he's up there. Him, and then underneath it's probably like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo. Uh, Bale, Michael Bale. Is it? Oh, what's it? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. The new Batman movie looks mad. Is there a new? Yeah, uh, with so uh, out of it. Robert Pattinson yeah. from Twilight. Oh, really? Trust him to know that. Fucking said it straight away. You're a fucking weirdo, bro. <laughs> fucking weirdo, man. Uh, He's fucking 26 year olds watching Twilight <laughs> and shit. Um, if everything happens perfectly in the next 12 months, where are you and what are you doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's about, I guess, a bit premature to ask me that because obviously I'm still in chill out mode from the last season. But yeah. Um, yeah, there'll definitely be a time I sit down and um, write out some goals. I obviously want to. I want to be. I want to keep pushing um, to play good footy, and I want to be in the Origin arena again. Mm. I want to keep um, developing my game in in that arena. Um, I want South to be um, performing like they did last year. Um, so I want to be top four, and obviously I want to win a grand final. Mm. So that'll. Them two are up there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's probably as far as it goes, like as simple and as far as it goes on field. Mm. Um, what about off field? Yeah, off field. That's an interesting one. Um, I've t- I've got a million ideas and I've done a lot of thinking and I'm in hiring, but I haven't really actioned anything yet. So I'd like to action something off the field, whether that be, um, you know, start a business, mm. uh what what uh, industry would you enter? Going I don't know yet. Yeah, I've got I've got ideas. I don't know if I should share them. Don't want to put them out there yet. Yeah, nah, that's know, all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, so I might do that. Um, I just announced an F forty five ambassador. Oh yeah, them. how good's that? That's yeah, it's sick. good. So like, yep. I'd love to get uh, more involved with them. Yep. Um, and and um, look at the possibility of owning franchises through them. Yep. Um, they just um, obviously got the F forty five, like the um, high intensity training sort mm. of um franchise but they just brought out a new um mash between pilates tone and yoga called mm. fs8 um i'm a big pilates fan so yep. i'd love to sort of um explore that um and and see what the workouts are like there and then obviously maybe um develop um something down the track there so uh yeah it's um yeah there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon i mm. think and i'm really looking forward to it but um obviously every everything starts with footy every, i need to be playing good footy yeah uh, so that's serious i was going to say that you can get all the brand deals in the world yeah. but unless you're playing good footy yeah that's all that matters 100 percent. so i just and and i just i just want to make sure that i'm as fit and and ready as possible yep. come round one so mm. yeah i've had a lot of time off now it's starting i'm starting now to sort of like um move more into like the recovery rehab process now and then obviously start and do some cardio um like sitting on a what bike and stuff like that so i just yep. want to make sure that i'm ticking every box there to make sure that physically i'm in the best shape possible all right bro thank you so much for coming on good luck next season obviously we'll stay in contact and yep. uh with thanks mate appreciate it boom